Welcome to Ready, Set, Real Estate, where we will help empower and educate you on many different aspects of real estate, finance, and investing. Each week, we will expand your knowledge and uncover hidden truths. We will break down real-world scenarios and study actual how-to strategies. Anyone can buy real estate, but together, we'll ensure you make smart real estate investment decisions. Now, here's your host, award-winning author, international speaker, and real estate educator, Lisa Gillette. Welcome to Ready, Set, Real Estate, where we will help. That's again me hitting the remix on things. Oh my goodness, I'm hitting the button because I'm messing with the people on Instagram. Shout out, Bruce Mena is in the building on IG. Bruce Mena, realtor, go follow Bruce Mena. Uh, again, we're having fun with being able to do live stream both on our regular platform. So Facebook, LinkedIn, what is it, X now? And, and IG, I, I just love this. Mr. Tex is in the building as well. Shout out to every one of you who are connecting with us on this powerful, beautiful Wednesday morning. I have been like in the trenches. You know, I've been down here. And so I pull my head up and I'm like, all right, it's a show day. Let's see what's happening. <laughs> Let's see what did we miss. We didn't miss much. In fact, I wanted to bring a conversation with you that was inspired by, I had a program. So I had a program that Mrs. Gotti's in the building as well. Thank you for joining and tuning in. We'll be talking about single family residence versus townhomes. If you have some experience in this, if you're going through this right now, I'd love to hear your, your feedback and comments. So make sure you drop a, a, a chat. Let us know that you're here on the live and direct. One lets me know you're here. Two lets me know you shared it. And so we can continue the conversation. So today's conversation, don't you love how I just, throw, I just get right into the show? <laughs> I'll have a commercial in here for you in a second. But I, I was inspired by, uh, I've been working with, a, with, with one of the young gals that I've been a jegna. Some of you know the term more as a mentor. For, and, and she's out in, uh, she's out looking, she's out of state. Ebony's in the building. Hey, Ebony. And so uh, she's, she's shopping. I mean, she's, she, I've been working with her since she was uh, doing graduate work. She was in grad school. She finished grad school, took me up on the offer and said, I'd love to work with you. And so we had quarterly calls to keep real estate in the forefront because again, would you agree that real estate is a mindset. Please put that in a hashtag down below. Hashtag mindset for me. Real estate is a mindset. Especially if, if you're, whatever it is, it's getting your credit right, saving for your money, having to pay things off, getting your job right, uh, building your business, making sure your P&Ls are right, profit and loss statement. Because again, Ultimately, unless you're purchasing cash, you are likely going to be borrowing somebody's money, somebody's money. Even if it's friends, you say, hey, can I can I can I borrow some money? Can we go in on this? Can we do a syndicate? Right. So the story is I've been working with her and she's in this process. And so she came to me and she said, I've narrowed down 20 homes to two. I'm choosing between I'm choosing between single family home, town home. And so 
I had this conversation with her and I realized we have not delved into this comparison, even though some of my real estate associates and colleagues would agree, it comes up often as we deal with first time buyers, right? First time buyers, it, 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 the saying goes, it used to be as a first time buyer, you'd get into a condo townhome, then move up to a single family. But if you're in California, it's more like you're going to start with the manufactured home, mobile home, then condo, then townhome, then single family. So if you can kick right off into a single family, just know you're blessed. Okay. So nod your head and say, yes, blessed. If you're able to kick off with a single family home, say you're blessed. We are in 2024, 2024. Things are a lot more different now, a lot more different now. So it's, it's a bit different. All right. So let's jump into this. We're talking about mindset here. And of course, I'm going to do uh, classroom style, presentation style. So I've got a little slideshow, got some notes for you. Before I do that, I do want to say that we are still doing our quarterly goals. So make sure, let's talk about that for a second. I, I kind of started, but I was so excited because I'm, I'm testing the Instagram live stream and I'm like, woohoo, it works. It works. I see you on IG. <laughs> So I'm excited. Real estate goals 2024. Are you writing those goals down? I started and I said saving, down payment, getting your credit right. I So I've been doing a little thing here, testing with my son. He's 12. Come 13, that's in April, I will start building his credit. I've now given him a checking account. Capital One offers a team checking account for those of you with, with children. Hey, Bruce, this might be great for the nephews. Get them started. So Capital One offers a team checking account, zero fees, and they pay you interest on the money. So I've given Lathan, my son, a hundred bucks, right? We give him cash. So I'm now transferring that in terms of an allowance. And he was excited because he can set up the cash app. So because he said, mom, the kids say at school, he's in middle school and they're talking about cash app. Cash app and regular cash is now a thing that you have to distinguish between the Gen Z regular cash or cash app. What are we referring to? So this is going to change the mindset and trajectory of how they purchase and invest in real estate as we talk about the savings and sourcing of funds because they're using things like Cash App and Venmo and PayPal, which is, as you know, the banking, the banking uh, situation here, or I would say the tax requirements will be changing effective this year. So if, if you're using those platforms, you will be getting a 1099, I think it's K. 1099K from those vendors uh, who are reporting the exchange of money back and forth. So just look out for that. So let me just finish the stories. We're talking about goals here. So he here he's 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 12, going on 13, and I've I just got his debit card for him. He had a separate account that we've been funding, but this one I'll give him access to. And OMG. OMG. <laughs> I, I let me let me do this real quick. OMG. I gave him access to an account, y'all. And he orders Wendy's. He says, I, I text him, I'm like, because I'm getting pinged. 
that he also oh, he ordered something from Amazon. He's making orders, and I'm like, see, this is what happens. So better he gets it out the system now and learn these habits of spending and saving and investing. Because I could only imagine if I waited until he was 18 and said, hey, here's some money you have access to, right? Because his account, I can, once he turned 18, I can turn over the account to him and he's going to splurge. I mean, he's 12. So he's ordering from Amazon. Yesterday, I get an email uh, or from the, from the app, it's, says, you know, there's a charge at Wendy's. And I'm like, yo, you're supposed to be at school. What are you doing? I send him an email. He doesn't have a cell phone, by the way. I know, I know. That's my personal decision. We're working our way up to cell phones and social media apps. He's not there yet. And so I send him an email and I said, what are you subject line? What are you doing at Wendy's? He responds, mom, I'm not at Wendy's. I ordered something that was so cheap. So I screenshot his transaction history for him and he realizes cheap. He thought it was $3. And he said, why they charge me $11? I said, yeah, probably delivery, your taxes and, and whatever other fees. And so we, we, number one, definitely got on his case about ordering food. Like, don't do that. You're at school. Don't compromise the safety of other people by having, you know, someone coming into the school. So more important, right? Don't do that. And then secondly, he was like, yeah, I'm not ordering from Uber Eats again. <laughs> so his first lesson, first lesson learned about paying. Well, we've always discussed about paying for convenience. If you don't want to cook at home and you go out to eat, the meal be more costly. Why? Because you're paying for convenience. Someone else is preparing it for you. So we've always had that discussion. He's now seeing that translate in his bank account. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. So I'm excited that he's having these little nuggets of lessons on money. So I encourage you, if you have pre-adolescents and adolescents, talk to them about, you know, this, give them a teen checking account. And like I said, I've got a credit card I just got for him that I'll be adding him as an authorized user. Uh, because it's 13 and up, you can add them as authorized users to build their credit. So I'll be building his credit come. So by the time he graduates high school and he's 18, he's got a profile and a credit history that he can use to his advantage. You know, he may decide he wants to go off and go get an apartment or live on his own. My idea is let's go use some of that credit. Let's get you working. Let's get you some income, use some savings. And by the time you're 21, 24, we can invest in a condo for you. You and your friends can go in and live in and you can you can house hack that, right? They can pay you rent. You'll be a landlord at 21, 23. That's the game plan because he's pursuing music for now, not necessarily real estate, but it's okay. We can give him the skill set. So I share this with you because we're talking about starter, right? Where to start? The conversation today will be about single Family homes versus townhomes. All right, let me check in. Yvette's in the building. Marquise, Marquisha K is here. Just saying hi to everybody. That's awesome. Let me go ahead and um, check in. Hey, hey. On IG. Love it. Oh, <laughs> love it. Okay. Let's do this real quick. Disclaimers. Information provided on the show should not be considered legal or tax advice. Please seek advice from those reputable licensed professionals, keyword reputable, not everybody's cut from the same cloth. 
So make sure you find somebody that's looking out for your best interests. All right. I, I'm keep, I keep hearing nightmare stories more and more about people doing crazy things. So let's not do that. And of course, we'll be right back after this sponsor break. Um, we are on episode 38. So if you're new to us, make sure you uh, check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms. All right, we'll be right back after this sponsor break. We know how challenging it can be to try and sell a home while also dealing with other financial and legal matters. We are here to help. Devenio Estates is the real estate firm you need to make sure your unique situation is handled as quickly and efficiently as possible. Our team of professionals has a combined experience of over 30 years in real estate, construction, and finance industries. As active professionals in the industry, we know the importance of timelines and pride ourselves in providing superior service without compromising integrity. We use industry software and copyrighted proposals so that our real estate agents submit accurate and complete listing information and buyer offers. Our goal is to exceed your expectations and set Devenio Estates as the go-to real estate firm for excellence and advocacy and superior services for our clients. Contact us today to learn more about our services. Of course, shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug. If you're new to us, welcome back. Lisa Gillette, also known as super agent broker owner of our boutique real estate firm here in Southern California. Uh, licensee, 17 years and counting. Broker as of, I think I'm in year three. I had the audacity to open my own brokerage during the pandemic. And what a wild idea. And it's been a wild ride. And I am still grateful and happy that I'm still here as a testament to my joy and love for what I learn and do and serve in the real estate industry and community. Uh, also known as a pricing strategy advisor, short sales foreclosure certified experience. And, and my, my favorite is I get to work with the senior specialist, so I hold that designation, all right? So that's a little spiel about me. All right, let's share the slides, bring up the slides. We're talking about single family homes. And essentially, uh, as a starter, you know, and, and what to look out for. So my client, um, she says to me, what do you think? I think the key question is, what are your goals? What are you uh, considering doing? Right. Let's I'm, I'm moving my screen around so I can I can still see my folks in IG as the comments come in. So the question more so is single family versus town home as you're deciding in terms of getting your feet in the real estate market. Here's what I'll post. Here's what I'll post. Budget, right? Price point is, is key. Budgeting for that is key. And what is the game plan? So on average, we are finding that we are finding that I'm messing with LinkedIn right now. Like what is going on with LinkedIn? LinkedIn is like, wait. What is happening? Okay. I don't know. And I'll have to fix it later. Uh, LinkedIn, you'll get the replay. It's all good. So with that being said, so the question is, so ask yourself two things, right? So let's look at pricing, your purchasing power. I don't like to use the word affordable because it, you know, affordable kind of limits folks and has a negative connotation. So I want to uplift you and say, what is your purchasing power? 
write that in the chat below, purchasing power. What is my purchasing power? That means essentially how much property, how much real estate can I buy based on my down payment, based on the interest rate, based on uh, the loan amount, how much can I buy? Not necessarily how much I can afford because I believe in you. <laughs> I believe in you. You can have anything, anything your hearts desire. This is a stepping stone into, into that, right? Stepping stone into that. So number one, pricing and purchasing power. Number two, ask yourself, is this the forever home? Is this a forever home? Why? Because oftentimes people get turned off with what their pricing or their purchasing power can get them. They get completely dissuaded because what they have said in their mind is the grandiose idea of having a large home. But you don't necessarily need to start there. In fact, our job as real estate professionals, and a lot of my colleagues know this, is what we do for a living is called a reality check. Put that in the box below. What we do is a reality check. And it's a reality check to whether you've got, you know, what's the saying? Uh, champagne taste, but beer, beer budget, beer pockets. You may have this grandiose idea of what you can buy. And then the reality is, our reality check says, this is what your pre-approval says. So let's work with that strategy. In this conversation that I was having with this young lady, uh, she said, you know, I always remember about you telling me about building my real estate portfolio. Here's an opportunity. She wanted to go conventional because with working with me, she knows that FHA can be the more pricier of the two types of loans. You either go conventional or you go an FHA insured loan. And FHA is going to be a lot more forgiving people. This is why people you know with student loan debts or saddled with so much debt is able are able to still buy real estate even though they have uh, debt. FHA is a lot more forgiving in allowing you to have a higher debt to income ratio. I'm using a lot of real estate terms here, a lot of real estate words, but we are in episode 238, which means you've got 200 plus episodes. You can go back and learn the terminology, get hip to it, immerse yourself in the conversation of real estate so that it's a normal thing. That's what we do here on Ready, Set, Real Estate. We normalize real estate conversations, terms, vocabulary, and experiences. I love that. I just made that up. I feel like that's like a new new thing we should do. We normalize real estate experience. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. Hold on. Let me, we normalize uh, real estate. I've got to make a note for myself. You see, you see how just, it just, inspiration just comes all the time. All right. That that's listen, coined it on February 28th, 2024. We normalize real estate experience on ready set real estate. Okay, let's continue. So my focal point on on, on comparison will be price, privacy, and independence, maintenance, and outdoor and space as it relates to single family homes and townhomes. So price, single family homes tend to be priced higher. Of course, this is subject and relative to location, city, state. Where are you in this wonderful world we called our earth? I used to say ER, right? Earth. Expect to find townhomes to be more affordable, right? I said I wasn't really liking that term, but for a lack of better word, 
we're talking about purchasing power and affordability. Getting your foot in the door might be the town home. With that, that means you want to consider something called an HOA, Homeowners Association. So depending on whether your single family home is in a plan unit development, it can be subject to homeowners association dues. Part of that conversation with her, she was comparing this home, single family with the townhome. I asked her to compare, right? What do you get with the HOA? What does the HOA fees cover? She liked the idea of the HOA because it was priced lower. But the key question, question number two was, what's the long-term plan? Is it forever home? Or do you think that you are likely to sell this home or or if purchased right, and if rents in the area are strong, does this make for a good rental property? I know oftentimes people aren't thinking about that, but hey, she has an opportunity as a single person, not married, no kids. She can think long-term. Isn't this something to groom your children or groom yourself or condition yourself if you have the opportunity, whether you are community living, right? That's a fancy word for living with family. This is where we are now. We live with family. If you have the opportunity to save up and use that benefit, a SETI 55, if you've used that benefit for community living, then perhaps it gives you more of an opportunity to think long-term in terms of your next real estate acquisition or even if it's your first real estate acquisition. I've had a client who used a conventional loan. He purchased a condo. After the condo, he purchased a duplex. After the duplex, he moved out of state during the pandemic. He purchased a property out of state. Why he was able to do that? He used a conventional on the condo. He used FHA on the duplex. So he's putting less than 4% down on both these properties. So now it's essentially three units, a portfolio of three units. He moves out of state. He's more than 165 miles from the FHA property, which means he can use another FHA loan because he's more than 165 miles away living across on another state. Buy another property, FHA, you see? Get the right folks around you, mindset. You, you Then you start to see how people are acquiring on their finances, on their savings, and they keep doing it one after the other. Building the portfolio comes with time. But that also means that you should be thinking about what the game plan is and what's the strategy, which is why we start off with the show talking about quarterly goals. What are your 2024 goals? And it should be something as small as I'm going to save. I'm going to get my credit up. I'm going to learn more about uh, different loan options, right? I might learn more about seller financing. Maybe I won't use the traditional ways of getting a loan, but maybe I might learn how to uh, structure a seller financing deal where the seller can finance part of the purchase price. And, and I've met clients like that who bought tons of property just working directly with seller financing. There comes pros and cons with that. Spend time understanding it and learning it. So with HO fees, uh, they're not just charged on condos and townhomes. So you can have single family in plan units, PUDs is what they call plan unit developments that may be subject to the HOA fee. So I wanted to throw that out there as we're discussing single family homes versus townhomes. It's not necessarily one has 
HOAs and the other doesn't. It depends whether you, it depends on the, on the development, especially as we're seeing more of the planned developments happening in our areas. So pros and cons as we continue with single family versus, versus townhomes in which to buy. Privacy and independence. Here's a key thing as we explore the differences. Based on location and build, a single family home can provide more privacy and independence. You're, you are allowed to make changes as you see fit without being subject to the CC and R's. I'm gonna drop that in the chat below, CC and R. I'm over on Instagram, you guys. So that's where the chat's kind of happening. So CC or R is my uh, covenant, right? Conditions and restrictions. This is a real estate show. So you'll have a lot more real estate words for you to look up. There we go. <laughs> as we talk about these differences. So with the CCNRs, they will be restrictive in townhomes, meaning something as simple as not being able to paint the exterior color of your unit, of your property. Yes, it's your house. However, the CCNR, the master policy or the guidelines, which you get a nice packet and you should read through that and understand what you can and cannot do. So single family home will afford you more of that flexibility of changing colors, also maybe adding, doing additions that a, a, a townhome will not allow you to do. Key difference here. Townhomes, as it relates to amenities, definitely give you the option to having community pool, gyms, community center, I know we had my grandmother's 80th birthday party in a community, a shared community space. So instead of having to go find a private hall to rent, one of our family members had access to using her community space, pay the, you know, the uh, insurance fee, book, schedule the time, book the room. And we were able to host her 80th surprise birthday party in the community space. So you can be in a planned unit development or townhome that gives you that access and option. One thing or a couple things to consider is this thing called nuisance, noise nuisance by your neighbors. Have a community pool. Hey, Curtis Monroe, great having you on. We're talking about single family homes versus townhomes. So one of the things with community pools, depending where you're located, you have the excitement happening in the summer, folks making noise. So something to think about. Could It could be, uh, something that bothers you or maybe not. Depends. Depends on the temperament of the person, but something you should keep in mind of when you're dealing or talking about having amenities within living uh, within the townhomes grounds. Outdoor space. Outdoor space is one of those things that single family homes tend to give you more flexibility, right? With the single family home, you may have more or less, depending where you are. I know you guys have been making funny. I tell you, the internet always wins. And the internet has made fun of, you know, price per square foot in LA and California, what you get in terms of the price point. And sometimes we may or may not have a backyard. But I still want to talk about it here because you still, uh, it, it's still going to be prime real estate. Mark my words, I've been saying this for those of you who've been converting your garages to 
guest uh, granny flats, guest units, mother loss units, accessory dwelling units or what they're called. And so you're you're losing this backyard space, outdoor, outdoor living experience. And those of you who still have it, you are going to have prime real estate within the next to seven to 10 years. I promise you. Why? Because every block, every house that I see that I go down now is using the backyard and they're converting it into an ADU, which means they are essentially changing that the makeup of that property to two units. You no longer will have the privacy of just being you. We talked about single family homes giving you the option of privacy and independent. But now we're going to go through a phase where folks are not necessarily going to desire to live around or be so close to people. And they'll be looking for a single family home that gives them the peace of mind of outdoor living. I can, I can, you know, grow my garden. My, my, my dog can run in the backyard or have backyard space or my children can play or I can, you know, do some outdoor activities. We learned the importance of that during the pandemic when everyone was cooped up. Everyone set out to buy property that they could expand their reach, right? Beyond those four walls that they've been confined to. So some things to think about as you are purchasing and thinking about if the long game is to resell the starter home to something else is the desirability of the buyers. Are they going to desire something that's been converted? What are your market trends in your area? I'd love to hear. What are you seeing? As I shared here, things are going up, right? Meaning uh, we're seeing a lot more commercial properties and single family homes that are sitting on 5,000 square foot lots, even 4,000 square foot lots are being turned, torn down and built up into multifamily, right? California, if you didn't know, News Alert is leading the nation in our homelessness crisis. We have a large and growing population of people who are unhoused. And I did a show and a topic about that of the face of a homeless person has been changing uh, dramatically over the years. In fact, there is a new thing and we did an episode on van lords. We have people purchasing mobile uh, uh, mobile homes and mobile vans and renting them out to people who are unhoused. And so we know that our, our city council folks are trying to come up with a way to regulate landlord and tenant relationships between van lords and their, their tenants. That, that's a real thing. As we're talking about pricing, we're talking about the changes in the markets. What are you seeing? All of these play into whether you, you decide to go single family versus town home. You may purchase in a townhome in an area that's not necessarily, it could go in both ways. Depending on price point, it could be an older community, an older townhome, uh, or vice versa, single family home in a newer community, in a newer area, newer home. In LA, which is my market, we tend to see the resale of property, of, of older older properties, believe it or not, homes being resold that were built from the 1920s to 1950s, 1960s. 
unless my client is very specific and has uh, specific requirements and says, I don't want anything older than 2010 or 2018, that means we're likely going to be going out of area to look at uh, properties and developments that are serving new construction and have the area, right, to do that. Because again, pricing is pricing is a beast. Pricing is a beast here. All right. Short, sweet, and simple. This has been fun. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions or any specifics regarding your situation, you love to talk to an expert, feel free to reach out to me direct 323-488-3265. Again, that's 323-488-3265. That's my direct line. You can text or call me, send me an email. Let me know what you think about the show. If you've got some any show ideas or show guests, let me know. In fact, in these next coming months, as I delve more into my school studies, I am exploring the idea of having a guest show host. So I think we're going to be taking this to another level where I'll be bringing interviewing and bringing on someone who'd like to be a guest show host on days and times and schedules that uh, I need for myself in terms of what I'm working on. And again, this is all to the bigger scheme of things here. Again, Ready, Set, Real Estate, where we normalize the real estate experience. Oh, I love that. See, I came up with that today. Now I'm using it. I'm totally using that. That's official. Ready, Set, Real Estate, where we normalize the real estate experience. All right. We'll see you next week on another information packed episode right here. Same time, same place on your favorite social media platform. Take care, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Ready Set Real Estate Podcast with Lisa Gillette, the LA Super Agent. Please like, subscribe, and share LA Super Agents everywhere on your favorite podcast.